Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Activate God's Purpose, where we believe in yielding our humanity to God's divinity, yielding our humanity to God's Holy Spirit, to God's love, unconditional love, yielding our humanity to his plan, his agenda, his purpose, his blueprint for our lives. God has a plan for each and every single one of us, individually, collectively. Our job is to discover because it already exists. We don't have to find it, we discover it. God's purpose, God's divine purpose for our lives, if we so choose. Because, you know, like I always say, God never forces anyone. He's already given us the gift of Jesus Christ, crucified on the cross, rose again from the dead, now seated at the right hand of God, interceding for each and every soul, each of us, every one of us. The question is, will we yield to such unconditional love, to such love that wants to reconcile us to the Father, to such love that brings us salvation, that brings us deliverance, redemption, divine protection, divine provision, divine healing. Yes, the same Jesus who healed the blind, who raised the dead, who opened deaf ears, opened blinded eyes, rose Lazarus from death. Yes, the same Jesus. He still exists. He's still real. But do we yield? Oftentimes we don't. Should we? I believe so. And I'm not speaking from someone else's experience or for the sake of talking. I'm speaking from my own personal experience. He is real. Jesus is real. And that kind of sacrifice that God made is real. And Jesus resurrecting is real. There's a plan for you, my brother. There's a plan for you, my sister. There's a plan for me. There's a plan for all of us, a divine plan. Wouldn't you prefer to walk in a divine plan than a man-made plan or a self-made plan or the system of the world? Which would you prefer? God's plan, his divine plan, your plan, someone else's plan for you, man-made plans, man-made systems. As we know, every couple of months, days, weeks, or years, man's systems, man's plans fail. They fall apart and they don't last very long. And they don't secure us or secure our future, our purpose, or our destinies. They might help us along the way, but they can only come so far. But God's help is sure, is steady, is unfailing, is faithful, is merciful. And God will help us beyond who we are, what we are, what we have become. He'll help us beyond who we think we are, who people think we are. He'll help us beyond our weaknesses, beyond our strengths, beyond our wisdom, beyond our understanding, beyond our foolishness. God will help us if we so choose, which is why when Jesus went, before he went to heaven, he said to the disciples, he said, I have to go now, but I'll send one who is a comforter, who will teach you and guide you and show you the way. And that is the person of the Holy Spirit. And so today we want to talk about if you understand this, if you understand this, in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11, it says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, 
but time and chance happeneth to them all. Time and chance happeneth to them all. Time and chance happens to all of us. We get chances, we get doors that are open to us. We have opportunities that come our way. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter your skin color, complexion. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter if you're tall or short. It doesn't matter if you are uh, uh, um, educated or not educated. It doesn't matter whether or not you went to school. It doesn't matter whether or not you can speak good English. It doesn't matter which country you come from. It doesn't matter where you were birthed, how you were birthed. It says, I returned and saw under the sun, that is on this earth, that the race is not to the swift. The world has taught us to hurry, 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 rat race, tear each other down, sweep things under the rug, just keep going and going and going. And as we go and go and go, we gather guilt, we gather shame, we gather anger, we gather envy, we gather jealousy, we become so competitive and we tear each other apart. And this is in the church as well. Not just on our jobs, in our, but, but in our families, in our friendships, in society, on the bus, the train, just going and going and going and humanity hurting and hurting and hurting each other because everything we've been told that we should be aggressive and as we become aggressive, we become impolite, we become mean, we become hard-hearted, we become selfish and self-centered, we disregard what we do to other people because we're rushing, we're, we are in haste, we want to reach this echelon, we want to reach this, uh, 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 these titles, we want to look a certain way, we want to be a certain way, we want to follow a certain trend, we want respect, we want power, we want titles, we want money, we want security in, 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 in material things. And we've been told that that's who we should be and how we should be. That is a system of the world. That is a system that leads to destruction. It says the race is not to the swift. Then it says, nor the battle to the strong. You see, completely contrary to how we're being taught, how our children are being raised, how we were raised, what we were taught. There's this aggressive competition, chasing things, beating the air, have to be strong, have to show that I'm strong, you know, have to bulldoze through this and that and the other, regardless of how it hurts me or you or the other person. But it says the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding. So we think that when people have certain types of knowledge, certain types of wherewithal, certain types of um, uh, education, certain types of material wealth, then they've made it. And that somehow they are better and somehow they have run a better race. But you don't know that, I don't know that. How could they have run a better race when if you open their closets, and you see the prices that had to be paid by them and by other people. And people, at the once they reach the top, you have to ask yourself and they have to ask themselves, was it worth it? Was it worth the destruction? Was it worth the pain? Was it worth the anger and the guilt and the shame? Was it worth not being able to sleep at night? It says, nor yet favor to men of skill. So we've been trained that our skills are what will make us, our skills will make us successful. Our skills will define us. You have to be this, you have to be able to do that. 
you have to this and that and everything. That's the way it is now. That's the trend. Well, I beg to differ and I want to ask a question. Um, if one person knows something and the other person doesn't know, does that make the person who knows a better human being than the person who doesn't know? I don't think so. Because everyone has something in them. Everyone has a gift in them that the next person or the next group of people need. Everyone has something in them that is a gift from God, created in them by God, created in them by his power and his breath. This God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit said, come, let us make man together in our image and likeness. There's a God-like image and likeness in every single human being. The difference is some decide to discover that image and likeness and some don't. No human being is better than another human being. Every human life is precious. And But we're taught that you have to be this way, you have to do things this way. If you don't do it, do it this way, then you don't fit in. And if you're a misfit, then you're this and you're that and the other. And then people grow up, grow up and people develop all kinds of insecurities and end up finding all kinds of coping mechanisms that self-destruct. And the same people who should have helped don't help. They see the person going down in destruction. They see the person not being able to pull themselves up and they mock them and they laugh at them. And those lives that are being mocked, that are being laughed at, are precious souls. And they're dealing with pain, pain of feeling like a failure. So when you're running the race, I believe, let me put it this way. People are running a marathon. Everyone wants to reach the finish line. And there's someone or a couple of people who get tired and out of breath. And they can't reach the finish line like the other runners can. Should the other runners continue running so they can be told that they're the winners? Or should they stop, bend down, and pick up those who are now unable to make it to the finish line. It says, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Whether you're weak, strong, learned or unlearned, or educated or uneducated, Whatever you are, wherever you are, whoever you are, at some point in time under the sun, there's an opportunity and there's a chance that comes your way, that comes my way. The reason why we should be close to the Holy Spirit is that when these chances come, when these opportunities come, when these doors open, when these windows open, He will tell us, He will signal to us but if we're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit, if we have no relationship with the Holy Spirit, we likely will miss these divine doors and chances and opportunities and windows that God has chosen for us. Because usually what God chooses for us does not look man-made, is not man-made, and doesn't look like the fashion or the trend of the world. It's quite different. And sometimes it comes, most of the time, it comes quietly. He comes quietly. The Holy Spirit comes quietly. The opportunities, the chances, they come in a way that is so unsuspecting. It doesn't look like it. It's not what we're looking for because we have our mindset through the eyes of the world and how the world wants us to see things and what the world tells us to look for. Understand that God is not about religion and rituals. God is not about titles and showing off. 
God is about you getting to know him, me getting to know him deeper and deeper. That's what he's about. He's about having a relationship. He is about recon reconciling you and I to him so that he can transform us and transcend us into our original form, beauty and glory in him. If you understand this, you will do what it takes to discover your divine purpose in and through him. Jesus said, he says, I'm going, but I send you the Holy Spirit, the one who will help you, the comforter, your guide, your teacher. God is about relationships. God wants special and unique moments with you and only you. God wants special and unique moments with me, with you, my brother, with you, my sister, with you, my friend. Those moments alone with him are birthing places where you become one with him and discover yourself deeper in him. You are able or you begin to be able to see yourself through his eyes, his eyes, his divine eyes. You get to see who you really are, not who you think you are or people think you are. You get to see how wonderfully and fearfully and marvelously God created you. It comes in the place of relationship. And we're talking about if you understand this. So understand this, to see your real, beautiful, magnificent, marvelous, fearless self. It comes through the eyes of God. And to get to that stage where you transcend to that level, it comes with a relationship with God. A relationship with God means accepting Jesus as your savior, God as your father and precious Holy Spirit as your guide, your teacher, your comforter, your strength, your wisdom, your understanding, your awareness. Make time for those alone moments with him, just you and him, just you and God, just you and Jesus, just you and the Holy Spirit. Stop calling it loneliness. Don't call it loneliness anymore. Transcend that. Call it being alone in your secret place with God. And it is in that place, it is in that place where you can peel off, safely peel off the onion layers and look deep within and self-discover. The world will have you rip yourself apart, tear you down, tear you some more. And cause, and cause more pain or, or, or give you band-aids instead of helping you gently, mercifully, compassionately peel the layers. But God is faithful every day, every morning, every minute, every second, never leaving you, never forsaking you, gently peeling away, gently chipping away until you shine. Develop an absolutely yielded spirit to God. Yield to him like a child to his or her parent. Believe that he himself longs to bring out the best in you. God aches to bring out the best in you. There's something he put in you that is the best, which is the best thing in you ever. What God put in you is the best thing ever. What God put in you is the best thing ever. You cannot find it elsewhere. You already carry it. You already carry it. It's in there already. You already have it. It already exists in you. It's lying dormant in you. A relationship with him will reveal what that best is that he has put inside you. Know that 
God himself longs, longs to spend some alone time with you. Alone time. He knows that your best comes from him. He put your best in you. He knows what that best is. And he knows what to do to bring it out. So turn to him. Please understand this. If you understand this, your life, oh, how do I describe this? How do you describe the love of God? How do you describe the wisdom of God? How do you describe the understanding, the level of awareness, the level of strength and peace, the level of, 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 of security? Knowing that he's right there with you. God was not idle when he created you. He wasn't idle. He wasn't bored when he was creating you. You were not created by chance. God is very, very deliberate. So you are very deliberate. You were deliberately cre uh, created human being. He knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. He created you with intention and pride. God is proud of you. God intentionally created you. Understand this. If you understand this, it'll change your life. He is proud of you. But you don't know this because you don't spend time with him. He believes in you. And he sent you here for a reason. And he did that on purpose. God sent you to this earth on purpose. He built you. So understand that only he truly knows who you really are. And what you are capable of accomplishing through him. Only God truly knows. He might send people to speak to you to guide you, to explain things to you, to help you along the way. But only he truly knows you. He has your blueprint. You are his masterpiece. So seek God and ask him for what his plans are for you. Get close. Don't be lonely. Don't be lonely. Be alone with God. Get close to him. Get close to Holy Spirit. Get close to Jesus. And if you submit to him and him alone, God, he himself, will put in the work in you to bring out your, his purpose in you, to bring out the unique purpose he's put inside you. God, he himself, will work on you, will work with you, he will. He will. The only reason why I can stand here talking to you about this today is because that's exactly what he did with me. So when I tell you that God will work with you, work for you, to bring out your purpose, his divine purpose in you, believe you me, it's real, it's true, it's authentic, it's genuine. God will take his time to illuminate and enlighten a yielded mind and heart. If you yield, he will illuminate and enlighten you. God will not leave you hanging. He just needs your mind made up. And he needs your heart yielded to him. And your spirit surrendered to him. It does not matter who you are, what you've done, what you have become. I always say this. What you think of yourself or what people say about you. You can have all kinds of junk and labels. But yield. I dare you to yield to God. And see how he will bit by bit. Day by day. Minute by minute. Second by second. See how he will restore and transform you into your original self. Created by him. Stop being lost. Stop being confused. Stop feeling isolated. 
Stop the coping mechanisms and fooling yourself. Putting on a nice show, but when all the lights are out, you're just damaged. And then the lights come back on and you're smiling. But on the inside, things are rotting. Your heart is rotting. Your spirit is rotting. Your soul is rotting. Your mind is rotting. And you don't know how much longer you can hold on. God has a purpose for you. Let him restore and transform you. Your purpose lies in God. Your purpose lies in his original blueprint for you. I keep saying these things and I'm going to keep saying them and repeating them for as long as God gives me breath. God has a purpose for you. God has a blueprint for you. And he will illuminate and enlighten you. And it doesn't matter what you think about yourself or what people think about you. Find out how God sees you. Find out how God sees you. Please understand this. Find out how God sees you. Ask God what his blueprint is for your life. Ask him. Every day we're seeking stuff, seeking this, seeking people, seeking this, seeking that. And we don't stop and ask God. What is your blueprint for my life, oh God? God, what have you put inside me? What am I made of? God, who am I? How do you see me, oh God? God, why did you bring me here to this earth? God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? With whom, how, when? Why? With what? Keep asking. Wait for his response. Be patient. Hold tight. Wait. God will surely respond. Jesus was not lying when he said, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, who will teach you all things, will come. He said, I must go so that he will come. Holy Spirit is here for you. Holy Spirit is here for me. Holy Spirit is here for the world. During creation of the world, it was the Holy Spirit who hovered over the darkness. And then God spoke, let there be. And there was. Let there be. And there was. But it was Holy Spirit who was hovering over. Oh, yes. Ah. <sighs> Holy Spirit is real. So ask God your questions. Don't rush it. Wait for his response. It's difficult to wait, I know. But wait. At some point, God will, will reveal. He says in the Bible that he, will, he is a rewarder. A rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He said, ask and you will receive knock and the door will be open to you right seek and you will find god is not man that he will lie god does not lie ask him and wait for his response don't rush don't be in a hurry god does not think and act the way we do Neither is he moved by our emotions. God is not moved by emotions. He, 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 he knows how we feel through Jesus because Jesus became human so that heaven could understand what humanity feels, the temptations and everything we go through. So we have a high priest who understands. The Bible also calls Jesus a high priest and the Bible says we have a high priest who understands our weaknesses, our temptations. But like a true father, God is not moved by our emotions because his objective is to illuminate, enlighten, and transform us into, back into the image and likeness that he originally created us to be, right? So he can't be moved by emotions. He's moved 
by his unconditional love for us. He's moved by his wisdom for us. So everything he does, he's moved by his mercy for us to get us to a place where we can become the best that we are. Our emotions do not confuse God. Our emotions do not make him feel lost. He has a plan, he has an agenda, and he will stick to it. And it, it is for our own good. It is for our own good. So no pity parties. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Shake it off and rise up. Rise up and allow God to enlighten and illuminate and transcend you. Please understand this. That's why he says the race is not for the swift. Some people might appear as if they're making it. But you don't know that. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what the foundation is. You don't know what's in the closet. You don't know if they really are as together as they appear. You don't know. So don't compare yourself to anybody or their situation or their house and their car. God is unchangeable and he knows what he is about. He knows what he's doing. His mind is set to bring us to an expected good end. So he cannot afford to allow himself to be carried away by our sentiments and feelings of wanting things done right now. God does not allow himself to get carried away by us. So don't be in a hurry. Just make sure that you're connected to him to the Holy Spirit and to Jesus so that when the time and chance and opportunity come your way, you are ready. You are ready. Your spiritual eyes are open. Your spiritual ears are open. Your mind, your soul can pick up things. Your spirit can pick up things from the Spirit of God. Right? Understand that we have to be divinely schooled into walking into our divine purpose. The Holy Spirit has to school us. God has to purge and school us to walk in divine purpose because we're filled with so much stuff from this world, filled with so much stuff from this world, too much junk, too much stuff, and God has to go through all those layers and he'll take his time to do it because He's so powerful. If he, if, he, if he did it too quickly, you wouldn't survive it. I wouldn't survive it. It's too much power. It's too much glory. It's too much wisdom. It's too deep. So he chips away at you and takes you deeper and deeper and deeper. He doesn't just dump you right in there and push you right in. You, you won't make it. I won't make it. It's too divine. So he paces you and he paces me. And the more we open up and yield and surrender, the deeper we go, the more we discover and the more we understand. It is for us to know beyond a shadow of doubt that we are on this earth for a reason. It's on us to know that. We need to know that we are on this earth for a reason, without question, and, be, and believe that God who created us, who created our original form, knows our timing and our season. God knows our timing and our season. Don't allow yourself and things of this world, people who influence your life, or your condition or situation or circumstance to push you away or ahead of God. Don't allow anyone or anything to push you away or ahead of God. Stay with him. Just stay with him. You know, in God's supremacy, in his sovereignty, he works with divine precision and excellence. God works with divine precision and excellence. We are the ones who bungle things up. So let him, let God, through and by his Holy Spirit, take the lead. Understand this. If you understand this, 
that letting God take the lead, letting the Holy Spirit take the lead is the best thing decision you will make ever. Then you started on a good path. The Holy Spirit, Spirit will lead you to people or bring people to you who will genuinely sense who you are in God. They will see it, they will know it, and they will accept it and celebrate you, not compete against you and tear you down. He will lead you to people or bring people to you who will see his spirit in you and see how marvelous he has created you and they will not abuse it. They will not abuse it because they fear God. They will genuinely assist you in discovering and developing and operating in your divine purpose according to God's plan for your life. That's what such people do. So who are the people, who, who are the people that you're surrounded by? What do they do for you? What do they do for your mind, your soul, your spirit, and your heart? These such people will assist you, genuinely assist you. No competition, no envy, no jealousy. They will not misuse you and abuse you. Because, you know, they, they were, they, they're walking with the Holy Spirit. And they have already discovered who they are in Him, in God. And they've discovered why they're on this earth, what their giftings are. And they're working every day, hand in hand with God, to better themselves and to help others do the same. They are secure. They're not insecure. And they'll be more than happy to help you. Their only focus now, their only focus now is to grow deeper in God and to support others to do the same. May God help you find or come across such people. And, and once you have experienced that confidence, security, peace, and joy that unavoidably come with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, you cannot but help others. When you, when you transcend, when you become that illuminated, that enlightened, you can't help but want to help others. It comes naturally. You want them to know what you know and have what you have. Quite the opposite of what, what the world teaches us. Hide knowledge. Don't tell anybody. Keep it a secret. Because you don't want people that, you know, you don't want them climbing the ladder like you did. Don't tell them how you got there. Don't show them the way. Let them find out themselves. But with Jesus, with God, when you, when you realize his mercy, his unconditional love, when you discover your divine purpose in him, you, you just want to scream and shout and yell and you want others to have the same experience. In 1 John 1, 1, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. That the, the, the disciples are talking about Jesus. And they're saying, we proclaim to you. We're telling you all. You see, they're not hiding. They're not hiding what they know. They're not hiding the power, the healing, the anointing, the joy, the peace, the strength that they have found. They're proclaiming. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning. The one who existed from the beginning being Jesus, the Christ whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. You see how God's kingdom operates? You want others to know what you've found. You want others to know what you've discovered. You want them to have the same deliverance, the same redemption, the same salvation. Quite contrary to what the world will have you do when you discover something precious. So understand this. It's worth coming to God. It's worth knowing. 
And it's worth knowing that there are times and seasons and opportunities. Don't miss them. And the way to not miss them is to get close to God, get close to Jesus, get close to God, get close to the, to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide and direct you. The Holy Spirit takes what is in heaven from the Father, from Father God's heart, from the Creator's heart, your Creator's heart, your Creator's spirit, and takes from His spirit what He's thinking about you, what He's planning, what He wants you to know, and brings it to you and gives your spirit the information, provides you with the information to succeed, to become the best that you ever can become. Understand that man can only know and do so much, but God knows exactly what to do, what to say, where, when, how, and with who. Ask God to align you to his purpose and have a willing heart to follow his will. Have a willing heart to follow what the Holy Spirit tells you from the Father. He will not tell you everything all at once. You will not be able to contain it all at the same time, but he will speak to you. Ask God to change the way you think about purpose as defined by man. God's purpose is a treasure only he has put in you and only he understands how that treasure should function and be established through you. He understands and knows how to implement that treasure that is within you, that divine purpose. While you think you're waiting for God, you think you're waiting for God to come to you, for God to find you. You're looking at yourself and saying, uh, I don't think God wants some, someone like me. Actually, he does. And while you're sitting there waiting, no, while you're sitting there waiting for God, yes, you think you're waiting for him. God is actually waiting for you to decide. God is waiting for you to decide whether or not you will come to him. Whether or not you will come to him. Or whether you'll continue as you are or as the way the world wants you to continue. So, you know, will you decide to allow him by his spirit to activate his divine purpose in you? Or will you continue to pursue futile methods which only bring you despair and frustration? What will you choose? Understand that in your pursuit to know your divine purpose, you can ask God questions. I ask God questions all the time. I always want to know. You get used to talking to him. And you know, and I you know, ask God things like, what am I built with? What am I built for? How does it work? Where can it work? With who can it work? You know? What keeps what keep what what keeps God coming after you? He doesn't sleep. He just keeps coming after you. Day and night, every second, every minute. You've got to wonder. I'm sure sometimes you feel that sense of emptiness and you, you sense it that there's only something, someone that can fill that emptiness and you've tried relationships, you've tried drinking, you've tried drugs, you've tried sex, you've tried so many things. You've tried getting 10,000 degrees and 10,000 titles, but still an emptiness within. Only divinity, my friend, only divinity, my brother, only divinity, my sister, can fill that emptiness. There's a place in you that only God can reach. Only God can reach that place. You hunger and you thirst. Only God can reach that place. Because that place in you is spirit, is divine. Nothing else. Material, man-made, no. Education, no. Man-made systems and trends and fashions and man-made theories and philosophies and science, no. Only his divine presence can fill that space. Believe you me. 
God loves questions. Jesus loves questions. The Holy Spirit loves questions because it means you're seeking and he has promised seek and you will find. In fact, the Holy Spirit is here to teach us and if we yield our humanity to him and stop thinking logically and rationalizing and analyzing everything and we decide to understand that if we just give it all to him that we will get on the right track and God will keep us on the right track but we have to yield and God will always finish what he starts God will finish what he starts with you and with me. He doesn't leave you hanging. He's not going to forsake you because you made a mistake or because you sinned or because, I don't know, you lied about something in your humanity. Maybe you were scared for a split moment. We all do things for a split moment or in a split moment. And we think, and then later we're like, man, I wish I hadn't. It happens to all of us. But God is there for you. God is there for you. So do not give up on yourself. Do not. Man complicates God. We complicate him. God is not complicated. He's so deep, mysterious, and endless, but yet so simple. He's so simple, it'll shock you. You will be like, why didn't I know this all this time? Why didn't I come to him all this time? Why didn't I yield to him all this time? He's so beautiful. You know, and it's difficult for us humans to wrap our minds around that. But if we ask the sweet Holy Spirit to breathe on God's purpose in us and bring that purpose to life, we will begin to walk in understanding. We need understanding. You see, we lack understanding. That's why the world can bash us and treat us and kick us around and we don't know what to do, who to go to, how to handle it, what to handle. And we become these beings that just hurt ourselves and hurt other people. Right? And, and that's not okay. So you talk to him and you tell him that you're ready for him to activate your divine purpose, his divine purpose in you, which is, yes, your divine purpose, and to teach you how to walk in it. Go on and ask him. Ask him who you are. Ask him to explain. Ask him to teach you, you know. Eat from his hand. Sit, sit at his feet. Live and breathe God, and you, you will see how things will unfold. There's no way you'll remain the same. It's not possible. And also another thing that you need to understand is that you don't have to be endlessly perfect. God wasn't looking for perfection. If that's the case, then, you know, I, 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 then Jesus wouldn't have needed to die for us. Even after he died, we're still not perfect. He rose again. We're still not perfect. So what is this perfection? The Bible says that he walks us towards perfection. If we were perfect already, Jesus wouldn't need to die, right? He would not need to die. We would not need the Holy Spirit. But he will work in us and work us towards perfection. So stop trying to be perfect in your own eyes and in the, in the eyes of people, in the eyes of the world. It doesn't work, and you know that. You know it doesn't work. I know it doesn't work. You'll never be perfect enough, not for the world, not for people, and not to yourself. Unless you're one of those people who has transcended and become illuminated by the Holy Spirit. And you're secure in who you are in him because you've discovered your divine purpose. Always be convinced that God is with you. Get yourself into his presence. Doesn't matter how you're feeling. Believe that God, believe that God, believe that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit only want the best for you. Know that, understand that. And also understand that as you spend more time with him, 
you begin to discover your purpose. As you do, you start practicing your discoveries little by little, step by step, one day at a time. Don't rush it. God doesn't have shortcuts. No, no, there are no shortcuts with God. Unless in his sovereignty, he decides to speed things up for you. But you're so valuable and so precious that he'll work with you slowly. So that even then, at that point, even you begin to see your own worth and your own value. Because God wants you to know also how valuable and precious you are. He doesn't want to be the only one who knows. He wants you to know. He wants you to know. Because when you walk in divine purpose, you discover your, your, your worth, your true self-worth. And it gives you peace and security. And God wants that for you. So he takes his time to work with you. Step by step. Step by step. Understand that purpose does not require you to chase after fame, stages, platforms, the limelight and greatness. You don't need to do all that. When you know that you have divine purpose, you don't have to chase fame. You don't have to chase platforms. You don't have to chase the limelight. Your gift will speak for you. The gift of God in you, the divine purpose in you will show up for you will show itself up, will attract what needs to be attracted, will re repel what needs to be repelled. Don't worry. Divine purpose has a personality. Right? Divine purpose, is, it's not entertainment. It's not limelight and trends and fashions. Is so much way beyond all that, way past all that. Your purpose is already great. No one has to make it great. Divine purpose is already great because it comes from the greatness of God. It comes from the great God, creator of heaven and earth. So it's already great. The whole world might not know you, but you already are a great person. The person who needs to know that and discover that is you. And then the rest will happen divinely. And then, yeah, suddenly you become a household name. Ooh, I wonder why. <laughs> you found divine purpose. And divine purpose blessed you. And you, in turn, are blessing the world. You're a blessing. You become a blessing with divine purpose. And that fulfills you. So you're, you're, you are already a great person. You don't have to go looking for fame and for limelight. And divine purpose will make room for you. People will get to know you, yes. But your security does not lie in how many people know you. Your security lies in God and the divine purpose that he has given you. So that whether a thousand people know you or ten people know you, what matters to you is the impact you've made in their lives, is the value you've brought into their lives through God and through his divine purpose, what he sent you to come and do on this earth. That's what matters. It's not entertainment. And divine purpose will make room for you. You will enter depths and paths, journeys and places that you cannot even begin to imagine right now. Right? What is required of you is to simply acknowledge God, yield to the Holy Spirit, and hang on to his unchanging and faithful hand. The platforms, the limelight, the fame will chase after you. Will chase after you. You don't have to chase those things. Those things will come chasing after you. So understand this time and chance and opportunities happen for all doesn't matter if the person's a philosopher or scientist or the person dropped out of school or the person is white or black or mixed and all these stigmas and stereotypes and prejudices that we we've created in our world 
So stay focused. Keep seeking God. Be jealous with your time with him. And he will be jealous with his time with you. Guard your time with him and God will guard his time with you. You give him your attention. God will give you his attention. And he will give you more attention than you give him. You cannot beat God at giving. You give him, give him attention, he'll give you more attention. And as you prepare, you know, I call it, you know, through his divine schooling, <laughs> your divine purpose schooling, where he is with you and Jesus is with you, the Holy Spirit is with you. Your time and your chance and your opportunity will surely appear. And you know the beauty of it? You will be ready. You will be ready. You will not miss it. You will be ready because God will make it clear to you. You will not go through missed opportunities. Even if you do, God will figure out a way because he sees your heart. He sees your motive and your intention and he sees you seeking and he knows that somehow, somewhere in your humanity, you missed it. But the Holy Spirit never gives up on you. Neither does God, neither does Jesus. And they will find a way for you to come back on track, for you to be aligned, as long as you are will yielded and willing. One of the most painful things is to miss the timing of God, the chances and the opportunities that God gives us. Don't miss those chances and opportunities and timing of God. Don't miss the seasons that God has for you. I'm saying this to you and my heart is breaking because I have um, missed some of those chances, some of those opportunities and some of those seasons. And so when you hear me talking to you like this, it's coming from my spirit. It's coming from my heart. It's coming from my soul. I thank God for his mercy and his grace that he has kept me. And he's recreating my life and giving me new beginnings and new cycles so that I can fulfill those times and seasons and opportunities. I can fulfill destiny. I can fulfill divine purpose and divine agenda. So as you hear me speak about this, take it seriously. This is your life. This is your soul. This is your heart, your mind, your body. This is about you. It is heartbreaking and only the strong. When you miss those times and windows and chances and opportunities and seasons that God gives you, it is so heartbreaking when it hits you. It's very difficult, very painful. And only the strong can regain their hope and faith enough after a missed opportunity, a missed chance, a missed season. Only the strong can re regain their hope and faith and determine that no matter how long it takes, no matter what, they will stay tuned and focused for the next round of time, chance and opportunity. Those times will come again. They will come around again. Understand this. But this time, be ready. Position yourself to be ready. I ask the Holy Spirit to align you and position you and strengthen you and give you the wisdom and the courage and the strength and the power to realign yourself to God and with God and to be positioned so that the next time around, when time, chance, and opportunity come, you will be ready, my friend. You will be ready, my brother. You will be ready, my sister. We're in this together. Let's be ready. When time, chance, and opportunity knock again on our doors, let us be ready in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for listening. I thank you for being here. I really, truly appreciate it. I hope this is a blessing. I pray to God that after listening to this, you will decide to not give up. You will have faith and determination and you will choose to yield 
and surrender to God the Father, to Jesus the Son, to the Holy Spirit, and allow them to work in you and work with you and illuminate you and enlighten you and transform you. And your mind and your spirit become so sharp and you become so aware that when time, chance and opportunity come your way again, you will not miss it this time. You will not miss it this time. You will not miss it this time in the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. God, God cause his face to shine upon you. I'll talk to you soon. I thank you again for being here. Please feel free to write to activategodspurpose at gmail.com and to visit www.activategodspurpose.com. God bless you. Stay aligned. Stay tuned. Seek God. Ask him questions. Align yourself because the time is coming around, the chance is coming around, the opportunity is coming around for you to connect with God and to go through those blessed open doors that he has for you. Blessed open doors that he has for you. God bless you. God keep you. Don't miss your time. Don't miss your opportunity. Don't miss your chance. Until next time, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for being here.